0: Today's video is brought to you by HelloTushy.com. This video will contain spoilers for WandaVision episodes one through four. Hey brother! Guys, we are only four episodes in and my love for WandaVision is only growing. I mean, how has nobody thought of a Black Mirror sitcom before now? I mean, it's so weird watching this given what we do for a living because now you're watching a show where characters are coming up with theories about the show in the show. I mean, within sight, I can see two whiteboards in this office and it's just so satisfying seeing the characters Characters in the show writing the same questions we have on their whiteboards. Although I do have to say at the same time, it makes me wonder if they're like actually empathizing with us or if they're totally trolling us. Cause like for real though, Marvel, do, do the hexagons mean something? Do they? The force field around the scepter that gave Wanda her powers, made of hexagons. The hyperspace routes through space in the MCU involve traveling through hexagons. The time travel pad in Endgame, Hexagon shape? Or is it just the maybe high-tech hexagons are like a sci-fi trope? Huh. Oh, look, they are. But what about the beekeepers? Is he involved? I mean, bees make hives made of hexagons. Is there some sort of bee-themed Marvel villain? Ah, yes, okay, see, Red Wasp. He has Ant-Man powers and Jimmy Woo was in Ant-Man, right? And the color red seems important, but uh, since he's normally a Spider-Man villain, I don't know. Or again, maybe they're just trolling us, who knows? What I do know though, is that despite Monica saying Wanda is the one behind everything, she is totally wrong. Or I guess maybe a better way to say it is not 100% correct. Either way though, it's a misdirect because the question isn't really who, it's why. Why is Wanda doing this? And today we find out. Before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, HelloTushy.com. Well, everyone, it's February, which means that Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And what better way to share that special romantic day with your loved one than with toilet accessories? That's what you call potty humor. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a misdirect about toilets. <laughs> well done. Guys, the future of toileting has arrived and it's never been more romantic. Okay, technically bidets aren't really the future. They've been around for centuries, but they've always been hideously expensive. And you know, hideously expensive things are kind of romantic, right? Nah, who am I kidding? Toilets are romantic no matter how you slice them. Either way, what is brand new is the HelloTushy.com 3.0 Modern Bidet Toilet Attachment. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. And, and... Pairs oh so nicely with a dozen roses. The bidet attaches directly to your existing toilet, requires no additional plummeting or electricity, and cuts toilet paper usage by 80%. And I don't know about you, but I would be sure to include that figure in the accompanying card. like. <laughs> Eighty percent, you guys. That means the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in just a couple of months. Plus, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a sixty-day risk-free guarantee and a twelve-month warranty. This Valentine's Day, give the gift of Hello Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com/super to get ten percent off your order plus free shipping. This is a special offer just for our viewers. That is hellotushy.com/super for ten percent off. Again, hellotushy.com/super. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so the question we we're all asking before was, who is doing this to Wanda? Of course, when I say we, I mean Woo, as in Jimmy Wu, who, as far as I'm concerned, has got the greatest Marvel character arc of them all at this point. Close up magic. How'd you do it, Scott? Do what? The car trick. James E. Woo, FBI. Anyway, according to Monica, the question of who is doing this to Wanda is nobody. No one's doing it to Wanda. Wanda is doing all of this by herself. It's Wanda. It's all Wanda. But do not fall for this. The very fact that you are getting what appears to be a straight answer in a show that is about nothing but mysteries is a dead giveaway that Monica is dead wrong. Or again, at least not 100% right. Because while Wanda may be in control of the reality inside the bubble, she is almost definitely working under the instruction or encouragement of someone much more nefarious. Now, who that is still remains a mystery. Although personally, I'm still leaning towards Mephisto, AKA the devil within the Marvel universe. Now, before I was looking at Agnes as possibly being Mephisto disguised within the reality itself, but it's looking more and more like Agnes is actually going to be a character called Agatha Harkness. I mean, Agnes is literally Agatha Harkness, Agnes. But in case you're not familiar with this character, Agatha Harkness is a powerful and ancient witch who was one of the original witches at the Salem Witch Trials. And eventually, in the comics at least, she goes on to mentor Scarlet Witch, AKA Wanda herself. Additionally, she has a son named Nicholas Scratch, which should ring a bell for you because Agnes actually has a pet rabbit named Senor Scratchy. There's also an allusion to the idea that Agnes does have powers but has lost them when Vision asks them about the lights going out. Did you lose power too? Oh, sure did. Also worth noting, I think, that on the sword whiteboard, they seem to have identified the real life identity of most of the characters within the show, but not Agnes, which is surprising because she's one of the more prominent characters on the show. Also curiously missing from that cast of characters is Agnes's husband, Ralph, who she has mentioned quite a few times at this point, but who we have still yet to see on screen. The only way Ralph would remember our anniversary is if there was a beer named June 2nd. June 2nd, you say, Agnes? Well, that's interesting because June 2nd, 1692, was the first meeting ever of the Salem witches. Getting back on track though, I think the reason we haven't seen Ralph yet is because this whole case starts out as a missing persons case, and he's the person who seems to be missing. So I think, His disappearance has to do with all of this starting. But we're not even done there because the final nail in the coffin that pegs Agnes as Agatha is actually the beekeeper. Yeah, so you might have noticed that despite actually seeing the agent go into the sewers and crawl into the town, they have still yet to reveal his face. It's even kept in darkness when he turns and looks at Wanda, which really makes it feel like he is going to be a big reveal of some kind. And I think that's pretty accurate because we also learned in the last episode that his name is Franklin. Franklin. And if you're a longtime viewer, you might be thinking, wait, Franklin? Is that a joke? No, that's actually his name. It's Franklin. But it stands out because Agatha Harkness is also famously the nanny of one Franklin Richards. A.K.A. the son of Reed Richards and Susan Richard, A.K.A. Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. The beekeeper is a Fantastic Four Easter egg. Calling it now. Anyway, you might be wondering what any of that actually has to do with mephisto though and the answer is that at least in the comics wanda's synthetic twins are made possible because they are actually made of pieces of mephisto's soul and agatha is the one who then helps wanda by erasing her memory of the children at all after they disappear which brings us to the question of are wanda's children real I mean, at this point, it's pretty clear that all of the people in the town are under Wanda's influence, like real people who are having their realities altered to fit her narrative. However, the children are unique because they are created beings, like purely artificial, which then to me makes it sound like they are very much subject to just disappearing if the reality breaks. One way or another though, something is definitely up with the kids because I mean, let's face it, uh, Vision couldn't exactly impregnate Wanda cause you know, he's not a real human. Plus, you know, there was the whole, they were born in like one day thing. So either they're just straight up figments of Wanda's imagination or else they are being allowed to live through some other nefarious means. Mephisto. <laughs> Sorry. That said, the constant repetition of the phrase For the children. For the children. For the children. The twins are clearly a huge part of why Wanda is even doing this to begin with, but dare I say, not the only reason she's doing it. The other big reason is vision, or more specifically, to bring vision back to life. Yeah, hold on to your creepy hats, folks. This is where things start to get dark. Or should I say black and white? One big question asked by Darcy and Agent Wu, who are amazing on screen together, by the way, is why sitcoms and why are they advancing through the decades in this way? This can't be purely for my enjoyment, can it? Great questions indeed, and I think we have the answers. You may recall that back during Infinity War, towards the end, there's one particular scene where, um... Thanos kills Vision. It's a minor plot point point, it like ends the life of half the people in the universe, whatever. What you might have missed though, is that in that moment when Vision dies, he becomes, wait for it, black and white. And that I think is the reason WandaVision starts out in black and white. The point of the sitcom, of the reality bubble or whatever you wanna call it, is to bring Vision back to life somehow. And the reason she starts it in black and white is to conceal from everyone else in town that Vision actually is in black and white. But you might be thinking, well, sure, but Vision isn't actually there, right? So why would it matter? Oh, it matters because Vision actually is there or, his body is. Yeah, this is where it gets creepy, but no doubt you noticed in the last episode that moment where Wanda briefly sees Vision in black and white with the big hole in his head. I mean, personally, it gave me like instant, full body chills, but I really I really didn't think about it that much at first, because my gut reaction was just that Wanda was remembering that moment, having a quick and terrible flashback. But that doesn't really add up. I mean, every other moment Wanda has had a moment of like lucidity, it's been because whatever she's seeing is actually happening. The helicopter was really there. The beekeeper was really there. This wasn't a momentary flashback, his body, is really there It's being puppeted around or reanimated by Wanda's powers in some super creepy way, but the reason it's there is because Wanda is trying to bring Vision back to life. And it would appear that thus far, she is succeeding. I mean, look how surprised she is at the end of the second episode when his face turns red. This is because until this point, she wasn't sure that whatever it is she's doing was going to work, but this looks like proof to her that, oh my gosh, actually it is working. And the more the reality plays out, the more real Vision becomes. You've probably noticed that they are advancing sitcom-wise like decades at a time. So if I had to guess, every time Vision becomes more real, they will advance further and further. And when they catch up to the present day, Vision will just be completely back. But it's not that simple. We got a taste of what I think is going to be the ultimate paradox of this situation in episode four, when Vision starts, to notice something is wrong. Vision is perhaps the most morally uncorruptible Avenger of them all, like even more than Cap. We know he's worthy enough to wield Mjolnir and has like a vibranium clad grasp on what is right. But I have to tell you, I don't think reanimating a dead robot corpse and making a deal with the devil so you can have synthetic children is going to fall under the umbrella of what is considered Right, so the paradox is going to be that as the reality continues to advance and Vision becomes more and more himself, he's gonna keep getting smarter and smarter and I don't think he's going to be okay with the situation or Wanda. And doesn't that just sound exactly like the kind of trap the devil would snare you in? Yes, you can have your husband back, but he will fundamentally disagree with the morality of bringing him back and resent you for it. But no worries, no reason to read the Pine Prince sign here, please. Thanks, have fun. It is a terribly unfortunate situation to be in, and it is of course so unfair that Wanda and Vision's time together got cut short. But as Vision himself so eloquently states. isn't beautiful because it lasts. Honestly though, despite this line of reasoning, it wouldn't surprise me if they still find a way to circumvent all of the fine print and bring Vision back anyway, just as like a less powerful version of himself. I mean, it's Marvel. Is anybody ever really dead? But there you go, you guys. That is why Wanda is doing this. Ben, my question for you and everyone else is, what do you think? Is Vision slowly becoming more and more alive? Is that actually his dead robotic body being moved around inside the body? Let me know your thoughts in the towel section down below. Also, hey, have you guys uh, heard of this app? It's, uh, uh, maybe not, it's called, um TikTok, yeah, well, Ben and I discovered it recently and it's really great and fun and we started a TikTok and if you wanna follow us there, I mean, we're having fun with it. We have a TikTok, it's right, it's right. You you should go follow us there on TikTok. Thanks as always for watching today's video, guys. Don't forget to like if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Marvel action from us. Speaking of characters never being dead, you can check out this video to find out why Natasha is almost certainly still alive. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another Life.